Welcome to Generate Massive Energy for a Fulfilling Life. Your host is Ellen Morano. Today, along with her guest experts and co-hosts, Ellen will help contribute to your better life. This is done through the art and science of being happy. You can attract whatever you want in your life by having the right energy. By clearing your energy body, you help your physical body to better health. You'll learn breathing techniques, self-healing, meditation, and learn exercises that you can use today to help your own path to a better life. Now, here is Ellen Morano. Good morning, everyone. We have our three guests here. This is part two of Emotional Unloading. So we have Dr. Ted. Say hi, Dr. Ted. Hello, everyone. And here's Dr. Nancy. Hello. And here's Jeremy. Hello. So welcome back to the, this is the ninth episode. So we're so excited, like it just flew quickly. We were so nervous in the first episodes. Now we're so excited to share more and how we can help everybody with emotional baggage. I don't know who doesn't have emotional baggage. Each one has to different degrees. Okay, so we will be talking about pranic psychotherapy. According to Grandmaster Chowa Koksui, the, the founder of Pranic Healing, that pranic psychotherapy is a powerful tool in healing psychological ailments and can be used to complement clinical psychology and psychiatry. So we have Dr. Ted here. We'll share briefly how this works. Welcome, Dr. Ted. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here to be able to share uh, any type of wisdom and knowledge uh, to help heal psychiatric ailments. And I've been using pranic healing for about four years now. And the beginning of it had to do with me learning modalities to help myself heal. So I'm more of an expert on that. And then I'm learning more and more tools that help with like clients. I know that for me, uh, I've had many years of experience treating patients and I would find myself drained, um, tired physically, emotionally wrought at times. you know, there'd be irritability after the end of like the day because there's this deep desire to help other people and uh, I tend to overreach and uh, get my energy um, kind of like sucked out of me. And that's not uh, the patient's fault. You know, they have their needs and some of these needs are subconscious. But I find that at the end of the day, I had no reserves of energy and I would go back home and go to bed at late afternoon, early evening and basically oversleep. And sleep has been something that I've relied upon before to like replenish me. But I think after more and more years of accumulating, you know, stuck energies or having energies been drawn out of like me, even the sleep has been affected and I couldn't replenish myself with sleep anymore. And I think that that's when pranic healing came in. 
and I was able to do cleansing and help other pranic healers cleanse me too. And I did self-pranic healing to help myself cleanse my aura and cut energetic cords, dysfunctional cords that attach me to patients. And um, I do that with the solar plexus and also the spleen. And ever since I've been doing that, I'm able to have a rejuvenation of my energy. So I'll be up more and in the evenings I'm able to like exercise, I'm able to relate to my husband, relate to like the dogs, relate to my family, and basically just be refreshed. That's good. Do you have an experience like as you help people and they share their trauma and something get comes out of you? It's like something has been refreshed. Do you have that experience? Like somebody talking to you about their trauma and suddenly you feel it in your solar plexus that, oh, I have that experience too. And sometimes you both will be crying. Do you have experience, Dr. Nancy? Yeah, you really touched on something pretty uh, profound. Yes, I often experience that with the patients that we deal with, me and Dr. Ted. Um, that I see and evaluate, that they'll share their stories. And it's not exactly the same story, but the same energy behind that story I, I get. And I'm like, whoa, I can relate at some level. And I do feel kind of a, a heaviness in the pit of my stomach or, um, I, or in my heart. It's just I feel for them. I could feel the, the suffering that they've gone through because I, in some capacity, have been experienced it as well so yeah that does happen so um luckily i have at the end of the day as dr ted is next door in the next office i always rely on him and i'm sure he relies on me in, in cutting cords and just cleaning ourselves up because of the uh, patients that we we deal with that allows us to go back home and get refreshed and rejuvenated so Absolutely, I do feel that. And if the patient is open and I feel that connection of what they've gone through, I do ask them, you know, or explain to them about chronic healing. And, and if they're open enough, that I would give them actually a session of a cleaning or recording there at the time. And some are receptive and are willing to go with this and, and um, experience. And others are just, oh, they're not really sure and they don't want. And, so, you know, I have to be respectful for everybody's uh, level of understanding of this type of work, that it's very uncommon, it's very a, a different modality that they're accustomed to because they're coming to us for psychiatric help. Uh, they unload or they share with us information, and I get the opportunity to assist them in that capacity. So, yeah. Mm. How about you, Jeremy, when you have roles? Yeah, there's been a couple of characters that, I've been told I usually play characters that are nothing like me. And when people meet me, they're surprised uh, how happy I am because most of the characters I play are not. Um, and it's always interesting to see why someone would cast you in that role. Uh, I remember there was one audition I was very nervous about. I usually don't have a problem connecting to a character because I, I like to be able to be open-minded about each character's experience and read the script from a very uh, empathetic standpoint and want to go through that. 
but there was one role I remember auditioning for and I could not connect with the character. I just didn't understand where she was coming from. And I got cast in the role and I was terrified because now I have to do this job and I cannot fulfill the emotional requirements on camera because I don't feel any connection to the role. Uh, and so I was working with uh, pranic healing and I used pranic healing um, to energize my body to try to connect with that character and to try to energize uh, different parts that the character might have in common. And then at the end of the uh, shoot, when I was cutting the cords to release um, that character, I had a little bit of a breakdown and I realized what I did not want to connect with that character was uh, an emotion that I did not want to admit that I had within myself. And so I had walled off allowing myself to connect with that character. And then once I was releasing her baggage, uh, it had to come and release my own baggage because we were one and the same. We were the same vessel and the same character. And uh, it has become one of my favorite experiences as an actor because of that, because that character that I thought was so terrible and I did not connect with and I resented getting cast for ended up being one of the more profound experiences in my life as an actor and allowed me to learn for the future how to play characters like that. Well, isn't it interesting that sometimes we subconsciously keep stuff, emotional stuff, that's what we call emotional baggage. Later on, it could be backpacks or who knows <laughs> how many loads of emotional negative emotions we were carrying on so I have clients you know to talk to me about their children like why at the early age they're having panic attacks why are they so anxious and they're so scared so can you explain Dr. Ted how could that have started Yes, um, it's interesting because uh, I guess more conventional psychiatry or psychology would attribute, you know, children's panic attacks to maybe a neurotransmitter imbalance or um, also how their parents treated them when they were like young. And it's interesting to like see that if a child has a panic attack and they had stressors coming from their parents, whether there was abuse or even even an intensity of emotion between parents or like the family, um, can be stored by the child like emotionally and subconsciously. But now with pranic healing, you have an understand that it can be stored in the child energetically and uh, so that affects them and then that can get triggered and they can have a panic attack you know later on in life with a particular trigger whether it's at school school mm -hmm. um then uh further um modalities or studies especially in trauma are now doing some research on how in utero like uh a fetus can be affected by what's going on, you know, uh, with the mom. If uh, the mom is in a, you know, um, a heightened emotional negative state, or if there's physical abuse on like the mom, uh, that can actually affect the child. 
and uh, there are few modalities, and that includes energetic modalities that can help with that. So, Dr. Nancy, did you experience people taking medication? How did it affect them, like long-term, short-term? With regarding anxiety, or I mean, there's, um, yeah, I've seen patients do fine with the with medications. I mean, there's quite a bit of things. We have a class of medication called benzodiazepines that are very known to be used for types of anxieties and that kind of the, the medications that we are accustomed to seeing are like diazepam, Valium is another name, lorazepam is Ativan, clonazepam, clonopin, they're very common um, medications and I have seen patients do well with those medications for the type of anxiety and there's other types of by the way those are pretty much more of the addicting medications that one has to be very careful with over time because dependency and tolerance does occur but there's other ones that um, that are out there that are called um, selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors which is an SSRIs which mm-hmm. are like Prozac and Prozac family I call that and those are non-addicting and again I have seen patients do well with that um, but you know not all patients don't want to be on medications I mean we again I've seen patients that come to us and are anti-medications or fearful of medications or decide not to do that and they want other modalities they want to see what else is out there so again there's where I come in and I start explaining to them well there's other options is there something called chronic healing that I do and I explain to them this uh, modality and a lot of them are very excited and happy to hear that we're actually doing something like this and they lean towards that and so then I get the opportunity to actually work with those individuals or uh, they just want uh, psychotherapy, where they want to just talk to somebody. And at that point, a lot of times I talk to Dr. Leonido about it, and he's on board with talking to them, like psychotherapy, maybe having sessions with them. Um, so there's a lot of different things that we do utilize mm-hmm. that are effective for the individual patient. Yeah. So. so I even talked to a client a three-year-old, as young as three-year-old, had diabetes. So it could be emotion-related. So it could be from, as you said, it could be from when the mom was carrying the the baby. So what is the right attitude should mom should expect that moms do? Well, it- it's interesting because uh, usually in the medical community, you would think that, you know, uh, you'd first think of like the genetic component of like that. Mm-hmm. And that's very valid. But uh, then you have to like take a look at, you know, what they're eating. You know, like mm-hmm. I always take a look at it. You need to take a look at the physical, the biological, the psychological, mm-hmm. the energetic and the spiritual. And... Uh, we were just talking about pranic healing, which is like the more energetic, you know, aspect of the problem. And mm-hmm. I know that like diabetes uh, come, it can affect the chakras that uh, subserve like the pancreas and like this area. And that can cause diabetes if you have intense emotions running through the family and that's affecting the child. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
So even sometimes little children are not aware what's going on with the family. But because the energy is there, they're swimming in that stressful or negative, worried, troublesome energy. So they just absorb it. And in the long run, they didn't even know they were having tantrums for whatever reason. So after the break, we'll talk about how parents should look into little children having this supposedly simple tantrums, but it should be rooted to something else. Okay, so we'll be back after the break. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Step by step, you made it through the journey of pregnancy. Now your baby is in your arms and you're on the cusp of a new journey. Breastfeeding. As a new parent, you receive a lot of advice, much of it conflicting, some of it outdated. Tune into Born to be Breastfed with host Marie Biancuso. To bust through the myths about feeding your baby, Marie and her guests will help you figure out what you can expect and put you on the best and surest path on your breastfeeding journey. Listen every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. You probably don't spend too much time talking about that place down there. Why not? There's now a show where that's mostly what we talk about and so much more. It's the Womb Happy Hour with host Lorraine Giordano. It's all about your body and the magical power you possess. Guys, you might want to tune in too. There's no reason to be squeamish. Listen for the Womb Happy Hour broadcasting live every Wednesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time and 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Tune in every Tuesday for C. diff, spores, and more with host Nancy Kerala. Our program is to provide information about C. diff, healthcare-associated infections, and more. Nancy is a C. diff survivor, healthcare professional, and founder and executive director of the C. diff Foundation. Together with her guests, we'll explore C. diff infection prevention, treatments, environmental safety, and more. Listen every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, on Voice America Health & Wellness. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You are listening to Generate Massive Energy for a Fulfilling Life. To reach our program today, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. Or send an email to Ellen at pranichealing.com. Now, back to Generate Massive Energy for a Fulfilling Life. Here again is Ellen Morano. Okay, we're back. I have my guests here in front of me. We're in one place today. And thank you, Dr. Ted, who is a psychiatrist, Dr. Nancy, who is a psychiatric pharmacist, and Jeremy, an actress. 
So it's a good sharing between us how children could be helped. Because I know these days there's a lot of troubled children, troubled kids. So can you give your inputs? How can this be helped? Or how or when should we start digging into one's emotional stability? Dr. Ted? Well, that's an interesting question, but I always think that one of the things that are lacking from our childhood school experience is that we don't have classes explaining emotions yes. and how it affects us and how it affects our behavior and how that is related to our physical body, you know. So I really do believe that education, you know, should include that. But of course, education starts at home too. So the, the more the parents are aware of their own emotions, any emotional baggages, anything that they've inherited from their own parents uh, should be addressed. Uh, so that's uh, my, my take on it. Like it's never too early to like start talking about emotions. But it's interesting because even when children, when they're pre-verbal, they can feel energetically. So they have their intuition, they have, you know, their ability to sense what's going on in the environment. So when parents are aware that their thoughts and their emotions, uh, even though they do not speak, have an effect on the child, then um, they'll be more mindful about, you know, the angry emotions, anxious emotions. And again, I'm going to use myself as an example. Like when I grew up with uh, a mom who had panic disorder and I basically was swimming in an atmosphere of anxiety, meaning, you know, the, the unknown is dangerous or what you can't control is dangerous. I remember when I was young, uh, having a cold and my mom was crawled all over the floor looking at medical dictionaries, talking, and she was afraid that, you know, I had pneumonia. And that seemed to have been, you know, and for me, that was normal. It was normal that she woke me up at six o'clock in the morning because she was worried that, you know, I'm going to fail an exam. And so she has to, like, wake me up this early to, like, do these things. And, um, So I took that in and basically became uh, quite anxious and very controlling of like the things that I have to do in life. Things need to be perfect in order for me to feel calm and in order for me to like feel good. And so that was my experience in childhood. It wasn't until I went to therapy later on in life in my first year of medical school when things broke down, when I was anxious, depressed, and related to like my chakras too, like the effect on my abdomen, my appendix ruptured, wherein I was able to like take a look at what was happening. You know, that time I saw a psychiatrist who helped me. Then I saw a therapist who took care of the psychological part. And I began to understand that the way I was like raised was uh, full of anxiety and full of stresses. And then, so that was helpful. And then later on, the energetic kind of, you know, where pranic healing is involved. And then 
definitely throughout this time, a growth in my spirituality too, like knowing that all of these stresses, even from my parents, you know, um, any challenge to my thoughts, to my emotions, to my physical body, to my personality can help my soul grow. And so it did help it grow because all of these challenges, afterwards, I sought out healing. And as I began to like heal, I began to choose a career and a path that would help others so I can share my healing with them. Nice. So talking about appendicitis, yes. this ruptured appendix, yes. I saw that in the book that if there's so much negative emotions from the solar plexus, it could rupture the appendix because dirty energy flows, you know, travels all around. Yes. And so if that's the weakest part of the body, then it could just like affect it. Oh, that definitely happened with me. So, and I, the thing about it is that after my appendix ruptured, I had what they call the recurrent acute appendicitis, meaning it's like after it ruptured, the omentum, which is like this connective tissue, walled off um, kind of like the infected parts. So I didn't have sepsis. Obviously, I didn't die. But um, they had to go in and clean me out. Um, there's also something about uh, an almost life-threatening experience that uh, can serve to make us grow spiritually. Mm -hmm. And I definitely, you know, had this... Uh, realization that if I died at that time, would I have said that I'd fulfilled something meaningful in my life? Or I didn't even call it spiritual at that time. And my answer was no. So it really directed me to like a path of meaning and purpose. I think that's what everybody experienced. Like yeah. same with you, Jeremy, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, um, my mom, I'm very fortunate that my mom has a psychology background. So my entire life, while you said in school, we don't really have a place to discuss emotions. I was an actor, so I was always dealing with emotions. And I had a mom who had a psychology background and was a dance therapist. So she was all about discussing emotions and how was your day going and what's going on? Let's break this down. And as a dance therapist, she teaches primarily small children now and she enjoys being able to see the kids on a weekly basis and seeing the change from the children. And if there's um, an out of context uh, behavioral change, like a child throwing a tamper, temper tantrum, or mm -hmm. she'll talk to the school teacher and they'll say, it's a bad week, we don't know what's going on at home. And as my mom being the dance teacher, not seeing them, she can write a letter to the parents saying, hey, I noticed we had a temper tantrum today. I just want to check in with you and maybe we could see how she's doing. Maybe there's something going on at home. Did she get a new bed? Is there a new sibling? Is grandmother coming to visit? Because there's all of this environmental change that parents often say, oh, my child's two or three or five and they don't understand. It just goes right over their head. They might not be able to vocalize what they're feeling, but there's a change in their environmental surroundings. And because children are like sponges and they absorb everything, especially that young, uh, all they know is that there's something that's not right. And if their parents are going through a divorce or anything like that, and of course, parents don't want their children to feel any sort of pain. So they want to 
keep that from them and protect them from it. Whereas that's creating a seed for a negative energy that later on the child is going to have to unload and get rid of. And if they would just start talking about it now and not feel guilty or responsible for it and instead say, let's work through this together and let's help our kids in a way that they can understand. My mom was talking to me the other day and we were at a mall and I noticed I was a little hesitant to look over at a skating rink. And I said, I don't know why I've always felt weird, like over the ledge of something looking over. And my mom said, oh my goodness, I gave that to you when I was pregnant with you. I was so concerned about getting near ledges of things because I was pregnant. And so I would just feel a little bit of anxiety. And while she was pregnant with me, she had passed that along. And so now here I am, almost 30, wondering why I have this little tinge of anxiety when I'm looking over the ledge of something. But because I'm very fortunate in that my mother is able to recognize those things and we can have a conversation and I can address it. Oftentimes, that is not the case. Or I don't know, but what about generations past, things that my great-grandmother might have had that passed down to my grandmother, that passed down to my mother, that she did not know, that now my grandmother doesn't know, and now I'm dealing with it, uh, which is one of the reasons why I love being an actor. Is Like I said, there's a lot of emotions I don't know that are baggage from uh, generations past that I can just play a character, work through, release the character, and then realize oh, I think I just released something that has been affecting generations of my family, which is great, but I didn't know I was living with it for so long. Wow, that's a great example. Like, you know, moms should be aware. Like, Dr. Nancy, as a mom, yeah. do you have that experience? Yeah, you know, I was, I, I was very fortunate to be in tune and aware of how emotions do affect the, 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 the fetus, the baby that you're carrying. So I was very on top of watching what I would do or, or in terms of my emotions, how I was feeling, really. Uh, not only making sure what I was eating was good, that's very important, but um, my emotions. And um, and I'm not saying I was perfect by no means. I mean, I remember a time I got really scared at an incident um, that kind of frightened me. And I thought to myself, gosh, I hope it's not going to pass to my son, which... He doesn't, he's pretty, pretty uh, not scared or very vocal, very just out there. So I thought, wow, oh, that's good. He didn't have any of these issues. But I do still now, uh, being aware, I, I, I ask him what he does at school because, yeah, there's things that can happen that ha have an effect on him down the road, comes home. You know, at one point there were some bullies at school. Uh, there's so much stuff out there that the kids have to be you as a parent have to be aware of um, if I do see that he's having a rough day I actually use some oils essential oils at night with him um, something essential by um, peppermint that I use on, in an infuser at night so he goes to bed quite a bit with that infuser every night and wakes up great and refreshed and ready to go with the day but yeah it's always a major thing or to concern yourself about as a parent so I think the best step for parents, or maybe parents, both of them, need awareness. Mm -hmm. They need to have an awareness or be conscious enough to learn more how to navigate the children or even the household. Yeah. My, you know, I know that Nancy and I spoke about this because she would tell me about things that happened with Raziel. 
And I know that you do pranic healing on him. Yeah. And then you teach him exercises. Right. And and they're so much more receptive when they're young. And so that that was like another example of like certain times people, when they're adults, they have, you know, certain patterns or certain beliefs that are a little more rigid. And so introducing something new like energy work is something that they they're resistant to but when you begin to teach children at a younger age i mean it's not going to be unusual for them when they're adults to use it you know to use the energetic or pranic healing to help them relieve of their you know emotional baggage or you know negative emotions true true that is very true i do work with him he knows about the energy work he knows what i do and he when i do things to him and so he's very well-rounded, I can say. And uh, I sometimes a little part of me is a little hesitant because things seem a little different. If I was to have him, there's something called super brain yoga. I, I don't, I'm not sure did you at one point discuss it yes. in a previous mm-hmm. episode. I yes, believe, we did. Yeah, I believe we did. So the super brain yoga, he's a f- familiar with that. So before going to school, he's doing super brain yoga. And at uh, any time we had the test or prior to the test, he does super brain yoga, so stuff like that. And um, I do have to tell him, you go, don't do it at school because the, the kids are not ready or they don't know what this is about yet. Um, but he knows certain things. You're right. He does do a lot of his exposure is amazing. Yeah. I also like that you said that you said I wasn't perfect while I was pregnant or whatever the case is. And I think because my mom has said it to me when we've been discussing things that come up, she's like, I'm so sorry that that got passed down and now you have to deal with it. And I think it's important for parents, especially if your child is dealing with something very severe, you, yes, you want to protect them, but it's not your responsibility to shield them from any sort of pain. You're doing the best that you can and working through it. It's a process. Like you said, you're teaching him a routine. You're teaching him habits and things to help him and doing pranic healing as helpful as it's been in my life. It's not one session and it's going to be corrected. It's got to be the routine that you're starting early that they can help them over time. And when different things come up as they're going to at different stages, they have these tools to utilize throughout their life. Um, And so in some cases, I'm glad that we had the experiences that I had passed down and I can have these conversations with my mom. So I'm able to gain tools Mm -hmm. later on in my life that I can utilize. And I would not have those tools had she, as she said, been imperfect and passed it on to me. It's not something to feel guilty about. It all works out to benefit yeah. And as life works. I sometimes think that, you know, well, not sometimes think. I think we come as a soul group and our family members tend to have similar issues that we may not have resolved. And we'll talk about previous lives in other <laughs> future things. <laughs> but there's well, so many other techniques, too. I mean, yeah. I, I mentioned, I think we come across a lot of different things that we yeah. just mentioned. I mean, I personally use essential oils yeah. that can be used. Uh, of course, we've talked about the eating is very important. And mm-hmm. also there's a technique that we use in terms that we drink some coffee mm-hmm. that allows us to that, you know, ingest some coffee and do some twisting that opens or kind of releases uh, trapped energies of the solar plexus. Mm-hmm. And so that's another way to because a lot of that emotional stuff that we do carry is in that uh, solar plexus of um 
entrapment program, what I'm saying yeah. is. It's the best dance yeah. party. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and there's another exercise that we actually do sometimes together, which is like the bellows breathing. Oh, that's right. Mm -hmm. And um, that clears out the solar plexus, the front and the back solar plexus. Mm -hmm. So emotionally, like, you know, any anger that's stored, you know, gets released. Mm -hmm. But also, like, physically, uh, you know, from uh, Grandmaster Cho Koksuvi's teachings, that's good for diabetes. Mm -hmm. You know, if you do that regularly, that's going to help um, heal the diabetes. Mm -hmm. So... Yeah, because it cleanses the solar plexus. Yes. And the solar plexus is in charge of the pancreas. Pancreas. Then it feeds the pancreas with the right energy it needed to yeah. function well. Also, the good thing with pranic psychotherapy and using pranic healing techniques is we don't need to know the details of their trauma, right? Yeah. Right. So, you know, as you, somebody comes to me, just, when they sit down, they started crying and emoting. Yes. I said, we just start. I don't need to know the details. Yeah. But sometimes people would just like some, to express something to give, you know, get comfort from you. Some people always need approval. Yeah. Yeah. So, on the next, after the break, we'll talk about what are these techniques that could help us. And each one, maybe we emphasize more on moms. You know, we start from the little children, like what's going on now in schools. There's a lot of troubled kids that's creating big troubles in school. And how can pranic healing, or how can they get to pranic healing to help them, or get more awareness? Okay, we'll be back after the break. <music> Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. What causes us to be sick? We're not talking about the actual illness or the scientific cause of illnesses. We're talking about your body and health. Listen for the healing whisper of return to peace. Each week, host Dr. Marianne Chase shows you how to listen to your heart to identify poor health, stress, and disease. You'll learn how to heal energetically and spiritually as well as physically. It's time to depend less on the drugs and more on the heart. The Healing Whisper airs live every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Health & Wellness. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Why? Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Can grief be good for you? Absolutely. It gets your attention, helping you evaluate your choices and relationships. Your losses define who you are. Tune in each week for Good Grief with host Cheryl Jones. Our show features those who have made incredible transformations by grieving their losses. You'll learn how to find your courage and strength. You'll discover the important things in your life and how to let go of things that are less important. 
Good Grief airs live Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Health and Wellness. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You are listening to Generate Massive Energy for a Fulfilling Life. To reach our program today, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. Or send an email to Ellen at pranichealing.com. Now, back to Generate Massive Energy for a Fulfilling Life. Here again is Ellen Morano. Wow, that was a very nice conversation, and everybody was so serious. <laughs> like, we're so serious how we can help children, moms, you know, based on our experience, you know. For me as a mom, too, like when I learned pranic healing, my son was six years old. I think I got a little panic, like, what words did I give my son? I have to clean it out because I don't want him to carry that all the way. Now I see manifestations of my own fear. And it's good. That what Jeremy, the one you mentioned, it's really good because if moms are aware, they know how to address it. And learning pranic healing, you have the simple tools of sweeping. So can you share other techniques? Well, for my, uh, the techniques that I, I'll do for, for myself and my son are um, the breathing uh, exercises that we learn. And one of them, like Dr. Ted mentioned, was the bellows breathing, where we uh, inhale and exhale and we kind of uh, breathe in and out very quickly for like 21 times, uh, doing that for uh, intervals of four. We do 21 of fours. To get the, the breathing, again, that expels a lot of the um, trapped up energies that are in the solar plexus. So my, my son, he's so cute because I always see him. He goes, look, Mom, you could see me do it. Look, look, look. And he's really moving his stomach. He's, <laughs> he's doing his best. He doesn't know their technique exactly, but it, he's, he's rarely trying. And it's very cute. Yeah, I think also <laughs> we have to emphasize pranic healing, energetic hygiene should be a lifestyle. Yes. It's yeah, not an yeah. option. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Everybody should have a salt scrub or salt bath. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can anybody share your experience in this? I mean, salt scrub, salt bath, and cutting cords have been uh, kind of my go-to, especially when I go to conventions. Um, I'm very fortunate that with some of the animation and video game work that I've done, that people want to bring me out to events and I get to talk with people that watch the games, watch the shows and share their experiences, how they connect with my characters. And like you said, sometimes they'll court you and it's not anything personal. If anything, it's a compliment that they feel that they can connect with you and that they need something from you that could help them. Um, But when you're meeting hundreds or sometimes thousands of people a day, 
uh, when I go back to my hotel room, I have my little tiny travel diffuser that has like my lovely um, whatever essential oil that is going to help me feel relaxed and calm and sort of claim my space and help make it uh, a lovely place to recharge. And then I will do uh, my salt scrubs. Sometimes I can't bring the actual salt scrub with TSA, but on uh, the Pranic Healing website, I've gotten the bars of soap that have been fantastic because I could take those and TSA isn't going to take anything from that. Um, So I'll do that every day and cut cords. And I wish I knew how to cut cords while I was in high school or while I was growing up auditioning for things and not getting cast for the role and seeing that someone else did get the role and taking that personally. I wish I had known how to just cut the cords and be rid of that and move on because I'm sure there's been a lot of residual stuff that I've taken personally that I've carried with me that I'm still releasing and cutting cords on. But those things for me have been uh, lifesavers. Good. So how about you, Dr. Ted? Bellows exercising you love. Oh, I love the bellows exercising and also the the twisting exercise. And they seem to be very much connected to like the solar plexus and cleansing that. And then the bellows breathing is also all the lower chakras. So, you know, it doesn't just take care of the solar plexus. Um, And definitely the cleaning that Nancy and I do with each other Mm -hmm. at the end of the day. that's another thing too that you know we we do uh, where we work at, and sometimes our colleagues can see us do it, and when they're curious enough, we explain it to them. Mm-hmm. And uh, wherever they're at, we're willing to explain. We're available to like help them. Mm-hmm. So I think that uh, it permeates with our coworkers, like you know this energetic hygiene that we do. Mm-hmm. Um, because they've known us, we've I've been working at Kaiser since 2000, 2000 and in this particular program since two thousand and three. So we they've noticed how we've changed to and how we were able to handle the stresses of our our work. And so when they see us, you know, more calm, more relaxed, more balanced, even when it's so busy, uh, then they wonder like they're what are curious. you doing this they're very curious yeah yeah, mm-hmm. yeah you can continue no no yes. no you're right yeah we, and then we should definitely share that experience or teach them or do a lot of explaining to the co-workers so they're just as curious some at times as much as the patients so good okay talking about energetic healing or pranic healing so we are particular with the condition of the chakras because Whatever you portray emotionally or even your choice of words depends on how clean your aura and your chakras are. If the person cares a lot, then there's a lot to clean in the throat chakra, right? And so how important is the heart chakra? I'd say it's vital i mean it's, it's, it's actually i mean we're kind of like all at, at all because it's it's a huge one i mean that is where it all stems the main thing is the main it's your heart where your compassion is uh-huh. and once you have that heart open everything kind of follows into play mm-hmm. then you have the crown related to that and so it, it's it's 
essential. So you have to have that as the first thing, making sure that heart chakra is vital. It's open, ready to receive and to give and have that wheel of uh, give and receive. And that's really a lot of times I do see that of the heart. Heart could be very uh, small at times with patients uh, when I check on them. And uh, prior to for that, for me to be of compassion, I definitely have to make sure I leave the house with meditation, going out there to go serve serve the world pretty much, and that being the compassion. Um, so that's my take on the fact that the heart is very important. I don't know yeah. in terms of the two of you. but For me, uh, one of the things that uh, really open up the heart is like being of service with people who are less fortunate. And my perfect for me, example is feeding the homeless, and we have to thank you for that, Ellen, because oh. uh, on a monthly basis, you feed the homeless, and it's so organized, and it's so effective, and I, I it's interesting for me that um, I could come home on the weekend and feel like I have some residual stuff. Even after I've done some cleaning, I have some still residual stuff. And still residual thinking of like, oh, how I'm stressed out or there's these things that I need to like do. Whether it's positive or like addressing, releasing negative stuff. But the moment I feed the homeless, all the thoughts and like the energy of my heart kind of like goes out. And... I just see things in a spiritual perspective, in a compassionate perspective. And I feel so cleansed and loved and loving at that time. And it's so powerful. So Yeah, the teacher said everything starts in the heart. So you cannot we cannot give what we don't have, you know. You think you will last doing service if your heart is small. Or the other area around, it will make your heart chakra bigger. Yeah. You know, just keep doing it. And the other thing also, like we have 11 chakras. In pranic healing, we do 11 chakras. So the upper chakras should be a little bit bigger, like clean and bigger. So you control your emotions. You control your thoughts. You navigate yourself in the right direction. So have you experienced, Dr. Nancy, when you scan, what is the condition of the chakra of people who are having emotional issues? Oh, it's totally opposite <laughs> in terms of the, the crown. Um, the upper chakras tend to be smaller, and those lower chakras, starting from the solar plexus down, are big and congested. Mm-hmm. So that's, it's, very, it's always evident for me to see that in the cases. Um, where there's areas of uh, smaller smaller uh, chakras or tends to be like the basic chakras because I see a lot of the smaller smaller basics pretty much represents more of the lack of energy. There seems to be a little bit more depression going yeah. on. Low self-esteem. Yes, also. all that in the bottom. So I do see that area very small and the solar plexus very big. And uh, cleaning that is very essential, very essential to get those into balance because you want some evenness among those chakras. Yeah, I read suicidal people have small basic chakra because basic chakra is the chakra of action. So if you start feeling 
like he just wants to crawl in your bed or doesn't want to come out, that means the basic chakra needs to be cleaned. Mm -hmm. But people who are also very angry or very violent, it's the main chakra that's very dirty and overactive and the basic. Mm -hmm. So that's the good thing with pranic healing techniques. You don't need tools, you just need your hands mm -hmm. to sweep it out, clean it, and everybody's happy. Yeah. So do you have that experience like in your place? I've had a couple different experiences um, with chakras and uh, things that I've done to try to energize my heart chakra on sets or in audition rooms. It's a very interesting environment, especially when you're in an audition. As, as a child, I didn't feel it as much, but certainly as an adult where people are relying on this for their job, this one audition could be make or break and it's very, uh, it's very much a survival instinct. Um, so I did an experiment one day and I noticed a lot of the heart chakras were very small because no one was wanting to give and serve the other actors in the room. It was all about, this is me, I'm very protected, I don't want to get taken advantage wow. of. And um, so one thing that I have heard from a lot of casting directors when I take workshops and you want to know what they're looking for with actors, they'll say, please just come into the room and bring some positivity and bring some light, make us have fun. And I've had directors that have said, there's so many reasons why you won't get the job, but all you have to do is win the room. And nobody, I think, understands what win the room means. And it comes in to play, I think, not bringing a desperation energy, but bringing a loving energy. So before any audition, I will, before I walk in and while I'm sitting there, because everybody takes their time to prep and close their eyes or whatever they need to do, um, I just bless the room from my heart chakra. And uh, there's been about three times where I've done it and had more time to wait than normal and I've walked in and uh, I had a casting director say you're like a lot you're like a really bright light I was like oh I was blessing too long out there <laughs> I need to chill out um, but it's sort of a way to say if I don't get this job it's fine I want to bless all these girls in this room and whoever's meant to get it is going to get it um, but as far as cleaning and things like that I think that's definitely important checking everybody's chakras or when you're working with kids or other actors if a role is affecting them negatively and it's changing the makeup of their chakras, you can clean it. Good. So, wow. We have a lot of beautiful information today. Who wants to be successful? You listen to this episode and you know what chakra to work on. Yeah. Or meditate every day, do your salt bath, salt shower, cut your cords and emit a happy, happy energy or positive energy that will... You attract prosperity. You attract what you like. So thank you again, Dr. Ted, Dr. Nancy, and Jeremy for this wonderful time and beautiful sharing of information. And you make pranic healing a very practical tool and easy to apply in our everyday lives. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. See you again next week. Bye. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. 
The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.